Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and on this show, we'll talk all things branding, from launching a product line to owning your side hustle. We'll talk to the movers, the shakers, the thought leaders. What do you say we finally stop focusing on brands X, Y, and Z and focus on brand me? Let's start the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. Living a stylish life does not have to be overly complicated or expensive. The magic of home decor is really made through the fun finishing touches, which quite too often come with big box middlemen and luxury brand price tags. With Preston Conrad Home, everybody can now inject major style into their space with minimal effort and no furniture shopping required with our new luxury home fragrance collection. Just in time for fall, you can choose from five stunning luxury candle scents, all made in America, or our new hand wash collection, both of which will instantly transport yourself to another world while transforming your space at the very same time time. As a listener of today's show, you can take 10% off of your purchase of any single item on Preston Conrad Home using the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. Hi, everybody. Today, I am joined by IG Okafor. IG is a longtime content creator and social media entrepreneur who has recently in the past few years launched his own brand called Bond Official. And today, IG and I talk about really transitioning from personal brand to professional brand and bringing audiences along for the ride and some of the growing pains and learnings from that experience. So if you are looking to start your own thing, um, or maybe you're on the new kind of emerging younger side of content creation and looking to kind of take it to the next level. I think you're really going to enjoy this chat with IG. So without further ado, here is IG. And I'm joined by IG Okafor. IG, hi. Hi, Viv. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be joined by you. For everyone that is listening to this, I wish you could see IG's cozy fall autumnal cashmere turtleneck he is wearing in this beautiful setting very on brand for you by the way Thank you. i love that you can tell from just seeing me over the screen like what <laughs> it is because you are very correct <laughs> i figured i'd be correct i mean but you always look ravishing um i'm guessing a lot of people listening to the episode today know who you are are aware of you and the amazing content that you put out on social media platforms and why i was so excited to talk to you today on brand me is because I feel like you are the epitome of someone who has built brand you from the oh, ground up. Thank you. And I want to, we'll, we'll go into bond official, which is your company, your publication that, um, I've worked with before. I was so honored and I'm, and it's such an amazing publication, but I think where we should start is brand IG and how you built your brand from nothing and a bit about how you got to the point when you figured it was time to take brand me into brand brand. Okay. Um, how did brand IG start? It was all very accidental, if I'm being honest, but I will say it maybe started in primary school in Nigeria. We call it primary school. I think you're, you guys say elementary. Oh, I love the um, way you say it more than we do. <laughs> sorry. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> um, and I remember I was on the school bus and there's this girl just like sketching a fashion design. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could do that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think just growing up and being younger and wanting to be into performance I was like, what kind of artist would I want to be? I was always overthinking everything. And 
I guess my start, my actual start started with the internet, Tumblr, Instagram. I think a lot of it for me was what kind of man do I want to become? And this is me being 15 or 16 years old, just thinking, what kind of man do I want to be? And I was going to high school in Virginia and it just seemed as though I had larger dreams than everyone else, or I just felt like I needed to be in a different place. So the internet was kind of my escape. Um, I started to research people like Brad Goreski, Ross Matthews, Tom Ford, um, Calvin Klein, Ralph Lauren. It was around the time where I was trying to find myself. And I'm like, I need something to separate me. And I thought I could do it through style. And all these people to me at the time were super influential. So I did a lot of research there. And I started to carve out this idea of what I would present as when I did eventually start my own brand. And, you know, I think present day, it's just become a combination of everything that I've done since then, which transitioning through digital marketing, like working as a writer, you know, getting all those experiences and, you know, seeing what's best for me in every moment. Um, I wish it was intentional, but. Were you ever nervous to um, put yourself forward as the face of your own personal brand? I mean, it's such an interesting time because a, a personal brand nowadays on social media is obviously based on a lot of outward content of yourself as an individual. Did that ever freak you out at all? I mean, you do it like so beautifully. You're very kind. Thank you. I originally, when I first started out with Instagram, no, I was never shy to do anything. Like I would perform on stage. I would go and do what I had to do. I think posting was very easy. It was super fun. I think more so now I get nervous. (laughs) I'm (laughs) conscious of everything, you know? Um, I think it's one of those things where when it turns into a business and there are other people involved in what you do, it's just not about you now. So you have to be considerate of everything and everyone. But um, no, it was always very easy for me. I think, you know, what I find now to be interesting is even launching Bond Official, which we'll talk about later. I, the point was that I wasn't a face, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, you know, just seeing how people react to, you know, when I talk about it or share it versus when I'm not trying to be in front of uh, the publication is very interesting. Did you ever feel, talk to me about, um, and I'm not, I'm going to, I never ask anyone their age, um, but you, I know are young and have accomplished so much at what I would assume is a young age. Cause I'm the old man in the room talking, um, but talk to me about age and age bias, uh, coming up on Instagram as kind of one of the OGs um, and then being surrounded by network uh, industry leaders, fashion executives, fashion week, creme de la creme of the New York kind of scene. Did you ever feel any sort of way about being on the younger side of a booming new industry? Not even. I never really thought about that originally. I think I moved to New York City with the intention that I wanted to work in fashion or do something along those lines or marketing Mm -hmm. and nothing was going to stop me. Because, I mean, in Virginia, you have a lot of free time and you spend a lot of time dreaming, you know, even growing up. So when you finally do get here, you feel like every opportunity, it's go time. It is what it is. And thankfully, in all the spaces that, you know, I was afforded to be in, I was never made to feel like I was a like a youngin or I was just in college. I think that everyone that I came across, hopefully, um, saw my potential. They saw my passion. And really, that was the focus. Um, just from working in corporate to even doing what I was doing freelance and now doing what I'm doing. I think everything's just been like, you're talented, you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. We'll present this to you and see how it works out. Um, I'm not sure how it is now, <laughs> but 
I think it was helpful that I also just wasn't aware of a lot of things. I was just very like, anything is possible. So just go for it and don't think about things too much in that way. And, you know, thankfully that worked out for me. I'm not sure now that it would be the same way. <laughs> totally. I, well, I also think uh, for some reason, the reason I ask is because when I was a corporate guy and when I worked for Ralph Lauren and Bell staff, I, I always lied about my age because I was young. I felt I was too young sometimes for the role I had in a bigger organization as like brand Preston within a big brand. I would always be like, go, I'd round up by like two years because I just was self-conscious oh my of my age. And some friend, I mean, he's like, honey, I mean, you, you're going to have plenty of time. You're going to be wishing it was reverse. So stop. Exactly. Also, <laughs> but, so in the environment, did they make you feel like you were actually young? Like did some people know you were younger or... They did. Um, they did. And I was always still self-conscious of it because I'm much like you and you have such a drive and a passion. And I was like, okay, what's next? What's my next tier? What's my next um, mile marker that I'm going towards? And I just felt like I was bidding against people that were older than me. And I felt so self-conscious about it. But um, were you always that uh, ambitious and driven since you were a kid kid? I would say so. But when I was a kid kid, I wasn't a I'll take that back. I feel like I was afforded those opportunities. Maybe I just wasn't confident enough to pursue them because, yes. you know, growing up in Nigeria, living in a place like Virginia, I feel like the um, limit of what you can do is um, very stifling. Um, yeah. Or maybe that's just how I thought about it as a young boy being raised around like super masculine men and, you know, people mm -hmm. who were doing very traditional jobs. So I didn't always feel like that was the case. But with every opportunity I was presented, I always did do my best. So I guess I would say so. But after I moved to New York City, or just like Virginia in general, we moved over to the States from Nigeria, I would say I've I've been that way. Like my mother's that way. My dad is that way. And part of growing up is realizing what you're capable of. And thankfully, I have people around me to instill that. You mentioned real masculine men in Virginia, um, <laughs> which is... Is, was that part of the inspiration for your personal brand to kind of redefine what a modern man is? Because I, I, I think before you even launched Bond Official, many people I know I would look to your outputs on Instagram and the content you create and the way you carry yourself as a nice beacon of a modern day man. Was that always the staple of your kind of personal brand? Like what was the brand's mission of IG um, putting out content on Instagram? Great question. Also, I'm so honored that you say that you looked at my post for. You know, oh my God, we share your stuff all the time. All my friends were always like, look at him. <laughs> so highly of you. So like, this is all so great. I'm so honored. But um, not originally. I think I was just, I knew I had great taste and mm -hmm. I wanted to showcase it. And originally it was just like, you know, you had all these publications out, but it was the same kind of guy. Like, you wore this suit. It was, like, hyper-masculine. And what I found that would happen was I would go into these spaces and everyone would be like, it's so interesting because I would think you were a certain way because of how you present versus how you actually are. And I'm like, well, why aren't more people like me showcased in mainstream media? So that sort of became a thing with how I portrayed my content and sort of built my brand. I'm like, you can be all of the above. And, you know, with Bond Official, I wanted it to be the exact same strain, but to show that there are different kinds of men, you know, we shouldn't stereotype people based on what they wear, like how they speak or what they enjoy. At the end of the day, we're all the same, which is to things a little differently and that should be respected. I love that. I love your confidence. When did you, after how many years of being the face of your own brand and putting out content regularly and networking like a pro, when did you know it was time to take brand IG to brand Bond Official, which is your business? 
it's I've always wanted to have a business outside of myself. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that just moving to New York. If you asked me when I first moved here in 2013, I would say yes. Like I'm gonna have my own men's brand, and this is what I'm doing, and like all of that. And I think with Bond Official, I guess so, right? To the next brand. It was an accident. I actually really enjoyed working in agency. I loved corporate jobs. I thought that I thrived there. And after graduating from college, I thought that I was going to do that. And honestly, the entire social media thing was going to be on the side because I like a team. Um, I like to be a part of something. But at this particular time, I was trying to get a job at a magazine that I will not name. And they were very lovely about it, you know, and, and what they let me know, which going back to the age thing, they're like, well, even if you were, you know, appropriate for the job, they wouldn't give it to you. Like you could deserve it, but like you wouldn't get the job just because there've been other people who've, you know, worked longer and harder mm-hmm. and are older that they would give the job to. So I think the politics of that I was very confused by just because I never come across anything like it. And yeah. I think in situations like that, your eyes are sort of open to the industry. You're like, okay, cool. So interesting and I think <laughs> just to combat that I was like well maybe I should just do my own thing and just see how it works and for a few months I told friends oh I might be doing this thing and I had two particular friends who were like if you need anything let me know I'm like well yes I do need something like how about- like, as a matter of fact I do have a couple I do <laughs> yeah I'm like I need you to like what are your thoughts on this what are your thoughts on that and I just organically I think it came together and I think we launched two weeks after we conceptualized the idea just wow. with me and you know two of my other friends and I think we spent a week in my apartment not leaving just like doing all the articles putting the site together and then the following week, we shot everything. And then I think the third week, it went up or something. And yeah. Oh my God. What's the brand voice? Because I feel like your personal brand has a very distinct uh, voice, whether that's in an Instagram caption or the way that you shoot something or the way that you introduce yourself at a at a party. What's the difference in brand voice from your brand to your brand, uh, Bond Official, your publication? Do you find any like similarities there? Do you find a major difference there? I always find it interesting someone asked me the other day they were like what's the difference between Preston Conrad and Preston Conrad Hall I'm like well <laughs> they're both me but they, they do have a different look and feel but I would love to know more about your side of things there that's a wonderful question just off the bat I will say in my opinion rap they're very similar things like mm-hmm. I like I like proper language um i like a very clean aesthetic i like when you can read something and it's very brief and you get the gist of it um i mm-hmm. feel like bonificial has some of that i feel like i'm very ocd about everything i put out it has to be very intentional but what i'm trying to do with bonificial is be a little more casual about things you know mm-hmm. um say on igocalfor.com or just on my personal platforms i'm not discussing politics anything controversial i will not be a part of, but, you know, outside of that context, I am very interested in politics. You know, I'm very interested in a lot of other things. And through Bond Official, I'm able to showcase my perspective through that kind of conversation and through other people, which I think is very Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, That will be what the main difference is. I would say one of them is very filtered and it caters to a very specific man and very specific audience. And that is not something I cultivated from the beginning. It's something I've learned, you know, understanding business, who you cater to, especially now where everything is so saturated. I think it's probably best to hone in on your community and, you know, keep them there. With Bond Official, it's an opportunity to venture out a little bit. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about audiences and shared shared in different audiences. I know because my personal brand of the brand of me, even down to like, I don't know, an Instagram analytic would mm-hmm. be heavily skewed male uh, where our home brand, we have much more female energy in the orbit and I love it. And there are number, there probably are, we skew more female from a consumer point of view, but there is a shared pool there. Um, and so you, you notice uh, a shared customer base there, but also a, a little bit more of a wider reach from right. bond officials. Is that right? Yeah. There's a little bit of a wider reach. I, but for Instagram though, I have 64% men and everyone else is female. So I think that's very interesting. Bond official is definitely more male dominated. I do not be- believe women read it at all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's interesting. Cause I would think that they would, you know, read it like share with their boyfriend, husband or whatever, but yep. you know, uh, male dominated it's just amazing like, yeah i think we try to do a very specific job with that though it's just being that publication that men want to go and read i don't think that we have that anymore and i guess this might be a controversial statement but i mean you're reading gq if you're over 40 do you know what i mean it's totally well it's also now- the whole issue right now with uh traditional publications are going through their own Thing. somewhat identity crisis or, or thing or, you know, um, ebbs and flows. And there's so much more um, integration with with money and, and monetization right now that I feel like a lot of the meat that I used to love from some of my favorite publications are gone because of media integrations and sponsorships and a pay to play and a boop, bop, bop and a this. And I love that you're protecting the integrity of men reading great content to make themselves better, not to forego some of the commercialization that's happening in some of our old favorite magazines, if that makes sense. Which is very unfortunate because in our context, I wouldn't say that we have all the power yet, but if we're able to just stand our garden, we're still learning and growing. We're very young. I believe we're going out third year or beginning of fourth, but and you see like a lot of men appreciate that. Everyone is mm-hmm. trying to grow. Everyone is trying to learn new things. It's just like, how can you integrate that? And I think there's a way to be commercial and also blend the core content. I don't think that any of the men's magazines are doing that today at all. And I can say that because I still buy them. I still read them. And I'm like, yep. I'm not getting any useful information from this, right? I think that the man today or the like mainstream man like has art and mm-hmm. that is not being represented. And also this like weird um, idolization of celebrities idolizing. It's I mean. So crazy. Like, very bizarre. I'm like, okay. Like the modern man, I think like cares more than celebrity, right? Like mm-hmm. what's going on in culture, you know, what's going on with gender. What else can we discuss outside of this person you think will sell this magazine because they are famous you know i feel like people want authenticity so hopefully we can bring that just a bit speaking of things you know what else do men want to discuss are there ever things that come across your desk for bond official that like what's your like as far as what content makes it in the book let's say what's your standards like i mean i mean are there things that come across your desk that you'd love to put in the publication that you don't that don't feel on brand to you or is it you know is there a core set of pillars that you really dedicate uh the content towards or are you more open to experimenting with what goes in bond official I feel like we've done some experimentation and especially when we launched where we were like we want to represent the modern man we're like whatever goes. I believe we even have had an article about like a 
bad sex date just like gone wrong it was yeah. comical you were also like oh my god is he okay but also you know <laughs> right that kind of conversation was just like well this is very real you know we had a guy who went and waxed for the first time and it was just such a hilarious experience i'm like we want to share things like this because you know men do care about these things and it's important that we learn about these experiences i think now what we are trying to do is really focus on becoming that next fashion lifestyle brand you know yeah. i think that there's a lot of new culture budding. I believe that a lot of people are very interested in where the world is going. Um, and there are a lot of like new creators, there are a lot of new restaurants, there are new places to see. And we really want to cultivate what that kind of guy looks like and what he's interested in. So our content is more uh, skewed in that direction now, but yep. we're still pretty open. Um, we haven't rejected a lot of articles or rejected a lot of ideas. I think a lot of what we try to say no to and reel away from is one, um, we try to infuse um, women in the content, which I would love to have more women you right. know, on our publication, yeah. but I think that they have enough. I feel like we have to work on, you know, mm-hmm. our community is men and international men. What does that look like? That's what we're yep. trying to cultivate. Have you always been such a leader? Like, I would love to know, like any, I, I think it takes a lot of guts to run a team, no matter how big or small, um, at a young age. And I think there's probably a lot of people listening that are maybe in your age bracket or mine that would be um, interested to learn more about a personal brand, becoming a real brand, uh, um, a, an output, and how to kind of some tips for leadership, because I think people are always hungry to bring on an assistant or bring on an intern or, or help someone come into their orbit, but aren't quite sure how to be an effective leader. And I feel like any tips from you would be awesome, because I think it sounds like you have a great little team. Uh, thank you. I do. And I'm very thankful for them. And I think, you know, you have a great team when on some days you're just not doing very well and they get in and they're able to, you know, make up for you. Um, Tips on leadership. Growing up, I feel like I was a little shy, so I just tried to stay away. Um, Mm -hmm. But later um, in my teen years, I was like, yeah, all the way. Like, I'll lead. Like, I'll do this. I very much enjoy it. Raise your hand. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I'm very, and I think that comes in when you're confident and you have a very strong perspective. And I guess what my tip would be for being a leader is you have to go in with a focused, specific point of view. Otherwise, you can't do anything. Like, there's no direction to go in. Um, And I think I made that mistake quite a bit, maybe in the second year of Bond Official, just being like, okay, well, like, I have a team. I should probably take in everyone's perspectives, which you should, but you shouldn't Mm -hmm. let that deter from what you intentionally set out to do. Everyone's supposed to be following your lead. And when you've set a foundation, then you can now allow people to see how you can maybe alter that or improve that. Um, If you don't have a focused point of view, it's over. Um, I say it's very important to be very stern and to, in a sense, be narcissistic about how you feel about what you're setting foot towards. I feel like that has helped me in a lot of ways. Totally. I mean, no one knows your brand better than you. Um, And it's so funny. I'll have people in my orbit that are that I've empowered to help me or to move one of the businesses forward and mm-hmm. they'll put something forward. And I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so bad. I hate that. Or I just, I know it's not right or it's not on brand. And it's because I didn't do a good enough job of saying this are the, per- these are the parameters. This is what the brand is about. This is what we do. And I think that's great that you have such a grasp on that from the jump. Oh, I have to. Otherwise, I go insane because essentially it's like the only like that is what I do. Right. So mm-hmm. when and when you're spending money, 
it has to be done perfectly. And I have a little bit of a reputation for being um, a micromanager. And I feel like I've tried to help that in the last year, mm -hmm. um, post pandemic. I still am a little bit, but you know, I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we all are. I think when the brand is nice and big and there's a million people working there, I think you could probably let go of the reins a little bit. But until yeah. then, no. um, your name's on the door. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone's watching. So if it goes to shit, at least you can say that was all me, not, oh, I listened to someone and then it crashed. Totally. <laughs> Speaking of all on you, what are your feelings on dealing with pressure as a personal brand and as a professional brand, whether it's monetary pressure, pressure from other competitors, from audiences on Instagram? Do you feel a mass amount of pressure? And if you do, while you're growing your brand, how do you deal with it? Great question. I'm like, all these questions are great because they're not questions I've thought about myself. But in terms of pressure, I can't say honestly that I've ever really felt any pressure, especially with social. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting, even the conversation of, you know, mental health and how people like compare themselves to each other. And I just could never understand why people didn't understand the difference of like, this is social media, just like you watch TV, like it's like entertainment and you should be able to gauge when something's like curated and mm -hmm. for your entertainment and when something's real, like very interesting. But mm. No, I never really felt any pressure. I feel like recently I just started maybe feeling a little pressure with, you know, working with brands and numbers and metrics. Mm -hmm. um, it's not always great, especially yeah. when it's not in your hands, you know? And when you're collaborating with brands, like on Bond Official, we launched Bond Social, which is an agency where we create content for brands. Um, and we're also trying to represent talent across the board. And that has been interesting cultivating. But, you know, pitching, discussing numbers and metrics, and you realize what certain brands' expectations are. Just the idea of falling short is a little nerve wracking sometimes, um, especially in a social space where Instagram is. Well, no, well, now that's fully out of your control. I mean, Instagram yeah. just does whatever it wants any at any day now <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So I know the feeling there. Any it's pressure brilliant. to perform as a business? I know the caliber of content you put out is up there with the legacy brands as far as publications I, is what I think. But do you feel a pressure to the outsiders to perform or deliver X amount, whether it's m amount of content, um, monetarily, anything like that from the company side of things? Do you feel mass amounts of pressure there? Not monetarily, no. And I mean, not to sound like cocky or anything, but no, I think it's confident about like, when you pitch yourself or when you yep. want something and you go for it, it's just, you can do it in your sleep. So it's like, okay, great. I feel like yep. this is what it's worth. And if someone doesn't want to buy that, I can go to someone else and, you know, get yep. it done. There's always a way to figure that out. So thankfully I haven't had a lot of issues there. Um, mm -hmm. Also maybe, you know, going to school for marketing and business. So it's just able to make my way. Yep. Um, but what I have felt pressure with performance, but not on the numbers side, I think the caliber of content, maybe where it's sometimes you feel like you've done everything. And even when you want to collaborate with brands or, you know, do something new, you can't go too far like outside the box. You just sort of have to, you know, be a part of the business that is that creative and commerce balance, right? It's like you want to go yeah. full here, but you know, the commerce has really wants you to be around here. It's that ebb and flow. Exactly. Right. And yeah. even on the flip side too, which is just, you know, this is the standard of content or mm -hmm. standard of work these people are expecting. And the idea that you could possibly fall short um, never feels good. And sometimes I struggle with that, especially when you're, 
I don't want to say overworking, but when you're working a lot, yep. <laughs> it's consistent and it's content. You're like, I'm popping out like 50 ideas every single day. Like wow. it's insane. And which one is going to do well, which one is not like, it can be a little tough, but you just have to do you. Don't think about it too much. And what will be, will be, because even sometimes what I think will perform the most does not. And what I think is okay. does really yep. well. So it's out of your hands and you just sort of have to let it go. What's your chill out, non-work, self-care moment right now given that you have so much going on what is your ultimate friday night like or wednesday night like when you can finally have a minute to kick back i like a lot of time to myself i just i'm so much of an extrovert but i'm also so much of an introvert oh my god I, you're like me i'm like i say that i'm an um i'm an introvert trapped in an extrovert's body same same <laughs> or we're just Gemini's. Yeah. I didn't know you were Gemini. Are you? I'm a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. That's January, right? Yes, January fifth. Okay. Cool. My dad is twenty fifth. Oh. He's he's kind of like that too. I feel like I get it from him. Where I'm able, I get along with people. I love being around people. But my personality is like extremes of both. So when I'm social, super social. When I want to be by myself, I could go for like three days without talking to anyone. So on a Friday night, it's nice. It's nice to hang out maybe watch TV, play some music. I love the mm-hmm. music. I love the glass of wine. That is really lovely. Yeah. Um, and dancing is really therapeutic for me. So I'll go to a bar or something or a dance club and dance until four with my friends. And oh my God. Just, How fun does like, that let sound? It yeah. Just let it loose. Like, someone's talking to me and I'm just vibing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Those are the days. I um, <laughs> still do it. Oh God. Not with these knees. I'm old. <laughs> I have two questions that I ask everybody. Um, One, are there any big branding failures that at the time you thought were such a brand fail that ended up kind of being a brand blessing in the end or something that really wasn't as much of a failure as you thought it was and actually led you down a different path? Brand fail, brand fail, brand fail. You probably don't have any brand fails. Quite honestly. (laughs) Because I feel like everyone has that one time where you're just like, you know what? Like, screw this. Yeah. With Bond Official, maybe the year of the pandemic, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is going to fail. I was just a little confused as to what was going to happen now that we couldn't go out and do anything. You yeah. know, like, what was the content going to be? How was the site going to live? Also, yeah. why would something like that happen so soon in our second year where we're trying to build a consistent, you know, following or readership? And I just maybe felt like, oh my God, maybe it's not meant to work out. And I have to sit with this for a bit. That's and an inner saboteur coming out. And yeah, I was like, all right, are we wasting our time? And then we tried to arc from the fashionable platform to, you know, something that was a little more activist. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed that very much. I think also consuming a lot of that every day was just not great for me. Like it's great for the information and bringing awareness. But I think with your mental health and, you know, being aware of all the fucked up shit happening in the world, you're like, this is not what we need to be doing all the time. Like this is not what Bond Official is about. We want to bring joy to people. We want to inform them in a way that is enthused, you know? Um, So that was a bit of a struggle trying to pivot Um, on the personal side there's a point, I want to say, maybe in my third year of um, doing social where I just felt like it was one of those things where you're working a lot and a lot was happening. Everything you wanted to happen was happening, but also you just felt like you were being pulled in a lot of different directions. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I, 
I'm not sure that I knew who I was, you know? Yeah. Um, it takes a minute for both of those. It sounds like for both, both of these instances, take a minute, step back and realize who you are as a brand, who you are as a person and what yeah. you needed to be focusing on. Like it's okay to take time. Like you're not on anyone else's time. Um, and success isn't necessarily always like consistency. Success is enjoying what you're doing and making sure you're doing it at your own pace for yourself mm-hmm. and make sure you're thinking for yourself. Um, it's very that, easy yeah. to get swept up in things. So I, I would say in that case, that is where I did fail, you know, getting swept up in things and not in like, oh, I'm a different person now. I'm like, in a higher stature it's just you're excited about everything you know and yep. very oblivious to your mental health you know and yep. there's other things so maybe that <laughs> no i love that that's a great getting i'm very much the same way i get i'm easily swept up in um a movement an idea a time yeah. in my life um certain energy so i totally connect with that and it can affect yeah. your personal business and your business business so 100%. that's very valid my other question i always love to ask people is is there a brand moment it could be any brand in the world any a a moment with a brand that lives with you rent-free that you've had at some some point in your life? Yes. Oh my God. I've had a ton, but the one that sticks out to me the most, I've had a, I believe this is my fourth year um, as a, an ambassador for CFB. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you know the brand. The, um, watch, the watches. Yes. Yes. Um, and they were my first long-term ambassadorship. And mm-hmm. I remember that just being, like, oh my God, this is a dream. Also so random, but also why? Because especially even growing, I wasn't at a place where I thought that I should be an ambassador. I was very young and I was just sort of, you know, but I'd worked with brands prior to that. And there's the way I was used to working. And with this particular brand, it was just very different. It felt like a family, even on the first meeting, you know, mm, I um, that. it was, just, it was a lovely dinner. Um, they took all of my opinions into consideration with everything, I've gotten to go to Switzerland. I've gone to do pity with them. We've gone to spend so much time together, just like outside of work. You get to know the people that you're working with. And for me, just even in the business, I feel like that is the most rewarding part. It's like, you know, when you were back in primary school, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, high school or college, and you just wanted to be around people who like like the same things that you liked. And together you did all, did all these amazing things that were effortless to you but also very valuable, but at the time you didn't realize it was valuable. It's just like fun. We like to be around each other and we just like happen to work together. Um, that's how I feel about the brand. And I've had a lot of memorable moments with them that I'm just so grateful for and still can't believe have happened. Um, I mean, you I'm, probably have a long list like that. You've worked with so many great brands. Just, really that, so, but... much, so much great <laughs> stuff going on for you. What's next for Bond Official before I let you go? What's on the horizon oh without I, giving away too much information? I'm loving this conversation so much. I don't want it to end. I know. I lo- This is why we started this podcast because I, I, there's so many people that I see every day on Instagram who I know and that are in my orbit that I don't know enough. I, I need to peel more layers of the onion back because they inspire me just visually. Mm-hmm. But I want to know more about that's why I started this, but I feel the same way about this chat. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to all the episodes as well. Oh, um, good guests lined up. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have me <laughs> subscribing. Yes. Um, what's next for Bond Official? I know that I would like Bond Official to be around for a very long time. I would really like for us to push the limits and truly represent what or who the modern day man is to us. And we want to do that through video. We want to do that through images. We want to reward really talented people. We want to support 
fantastic causes. We want to be activists. And in general, I just hope we sustain, to be honest, and grow other aspects of the business, you know, the agency and provide other opportunities for people who are equally creative and push um, the core of what we are trying to represent, which is the modern man. You know, I feel like creative men are not really given a platform to really showcase themselves, you know, make money and sustain, you know, viable lives and careers. And we want to make sure that that happens, you know, outside of music, like you have the Kanye West and they dominate there, but in something like fashion or like art, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we, we want to promote and nurture these talents. So I hope that we continue to do that. I hope that we're provided more opportunity to do it on a grander scale. And um, I hope that I continue to develop a team that finds value in being around each other and creating something that is very impactful. Oh my God, IG, what a great chat. I mean, I'm going to have a hard time. Like, we're, we're not going to be able to edit anything out of this, by the way, because it's just oh, so good. Everything you said is amazing. Um, how can everybody find you and your brand on Instagram? You can follow me at IG Okafor, I G E E O K A F O R. You can follow Bond Official at B O N D O F F I C I A L USA on Instagram. Might change soon. Yeah. <laughs> but you can also read our articles on bondofficial.com. That would make me very happy. We have a lot to come in if you're interested in fashion, lifestyle, if you like podcasts, if you enjoy video content. I mean, we have everything. So oh my God. stay tuned, support us, support our talents. And that's all I could ask. Well, you have it all from me. Thank you so much for spending this last 30 minutes with me. It's always so inspiring. Thank you. I'm so honored. Oh my God. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week. 